What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's happening? What's happening, family? It's been a long time since we've uh, been in the house, you know. I think the last time we were together was probably March 6th of 2020, a week before the world shut down. I believe the last day of school in 2020 was March 13th. The world changed. And uh, we started to see some of these things called inequities in all things, especially in our school system. So check it out. I guess one of the main topics we're going to talk about today is I'm going to rewind and we're going to talk about teaching through a pandemic in 2020. But we got to, I guess, address the fact that no one knew what was going to happen. Uh, so we couldn't really foresee the damage or what was even going to take place. So we go about the, the everything and we find that, uh, my goodness, what, what's going on around here? We can't go back into the schools. We don't. We already did all our lesson plans. We've done everything that we needed to do, but we don't have the tools in order for us to deliver this instruction that we're supposed to be doing. So what happens? All the schools get all of the devices that are needed for these kids. Every single one of them. But what they didn't have was the infrastructure. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all I'm outside in the elements today. So we might hear the airplanes. We might hear somebody mowing some lawns. But we're going to keep it doing. Keep it going. So what we found out was, yeah, everybody has the technology now to do what they needed to do. But... We have the infrastructure in place in order for us to, to actually deliver. So, to be honest with you, the end of 2020 was a wash, a complete wash. From April, May, June, complete wash. You might have had some kids show up. You might not. A class of 25 might have had might have been a class of five. But it was hard, and, and it was, of course, obviously, for, for a lot of different reasons, but you couldn't get all of the students back in place virtually. There was nothing in place, but what happens? Everybody gets moved along. Then we go through the summer, and all of the schools are in a scramble now trying to figure out, all right, if we're not going to be back in school, then what? what is there for us to do? What do we have? So now all of these different programs and everything are used like your Clever and your Google Classroom. So now it was like, oh, we got everything that we need. So everything now has to be perfect. But once again, we're going into a situation where <sighs> some of those things that the teachers have been talking about for so long are starting to be right there in your face. If everything is about to be, it's supposed to be about a partnership. It's supposed to be about community. Then we have to think about, all right, so if Johnny over here gets the computer, then it's okay if Ronnie over here has the same computer. But nobody thinks about home life. What's, take, what's taking place at the crib? They, they have everything that they need, even if they don't have Wi-Fi, they don't have Internet. We're going to give them that, too. So if we give them the Internet and we give them the, the computer, then everything is supposed to be okay, right? 
Come on, man. Y'all already know what time it is. You already know what time it is. Everybody's home situation is not the same. You got to go. You're thinking about right now. We're at the beginning of a brand new school year, right? All the te- all the people coming into class. Everybody has their teacher assignment. The teachers are going through every day different clicks and different programs and different ways that they're going to be getting uh, different ways that the students are going to be getting their assignments but what we're not thinking about is kid a over here his mom ain't even home so on normal circumstances he already has to get his little brothers and sisters up for them to get ready to go to school on a normal day but under these situations and these circumstances now, instead of kid A getting his little brother and sister up to get on a bus to go to school, now they are responsible for their own learning at home. Nobody there to make sure they logs on. They log on. No one there to make sure that they're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Nobody there to make sure the homework is getting uh, written or getting completed. And all of a sudden. The, the kid who might slightly have been behind is now light years back because as he is trying to or she is trying to get their little brothers and sisters ready or or they don't have anybody else to get ready. They have to, themselves to get ready. So you're still asking children to do the things that adults need to be doing for them. You're asking them to do them all on their own. Or, again, see, all these ors are in place right here because these are some of the things that just pop up in your head well, when, you, when, you, when you're when you faced with certain situations. Or the mom or dad is still at home and they still aren't doing those things for the kid. They still aren't making sure kid A is up, fed, and in front of the screen ready to learn. They offer all they care is, offer all they know, they they in front of the camera not thinking that they might be laid in the bed or across the body knocked out sleep and everybody else is on the screen looking at them like what in the world is going on but at least the attendance is better at least we now have infrastructure in place so all of these things that we're giving everything still has to be has to be right now right yeah right come on man I already know what time it is. You already know. So let's think about this for a second. And y'all already know I talk to a lot of people in schools, different levels. You have principals, uh, teachers, assistants, all across the board. And everybody's saying the same exact thing. This year, all right, we, we know we're going to get the support that we need. In the 2021-22 school year, we know we're going to get the support that we need because they saw how bad and how hard it was for us in the 2021 school year. We know it's going to go well. We had all of these people saying we can't wait till school opens and they know what teachers are going through now. And teachers deserve more. They deserve to be paid more. They deserve all of these different things. We know for a fact that everything is going to be A-OK at the start of this 21-22 school year. But what happens at the very onset of it, you have legislators that can't. And for the love of God, for all things, I have no idea why they just won't agree on certain things when it comes to education. 
Now for a, a topic for another day, I got you for that one. I have a new theory on why that takes place. But let's stay with what we have right now. They don't have a budget in place. They didn't agree on a new budget, so therefore the teachers aren't getting a raise. Cool. Then you have the political statement of the mask and um, how some school districts don't think that they have to have, that their students should be masked, and some do. Regardless of what facts are saying, then you have the vaccination talks. Well, we know the high school kids are eligible off the rip because it says 12 and above. Okay, cool. So now we got to deal with the vaccinations. We got to deal with the mask mandates or not. And now we have to deal with all of the kids coming back in school at one time. Whereas at the very end of last school year, it was a little different because you might have had half the kids virtual and half the kids online. I'm going to get to that too because that in itself was another issue. So which one should we tackle first? I, I say let's talk about when the kids had to come back at the very end of last year when it had to be virtual and in person. I don't know how many arms these people think that these teachers have or, or how how if they've, uh, you know, developed and perfected the clone technology needed to do multiple things at, at one time when teachers already have nine and ten hats that they have to wear. So how on earth it was it was it going to be? It's hard enough virtual alone. It's even tough in person. It really is. It's tough in person. But when you're asking people to do both at the same time, it's virtually impossible for you to do it. You can give it 100%, but are they really getting what they need? That's just it. So when we move into this school year right here, it was a little bit easier last year as far as, okay, we don't have that many kids. But when you now put all kids back into these buildings and now you're thinking, okay, well, it wasn't affecting kids. The, the virus wasn't affecting kids too much. Well, the kids weren't going anywhere. They didn't have cars. They didn't, they weren't very mobile. They were very much stationary. They weren't around a lot of people. So now when you put them all in a building together, now you have different things that you have to worry about because instead of the six feet, it's now three feet. Three feet apart. Three feet apart. I don't know how many of you out there have been into an actual classroom, whether elementary, middle or high, but putting desks three feet apart into a classroom, every single one of them, especially in elementary school, is... is it's not conducive to learning because let's give you an example when you're in elementary you like to do you you know for sure and this is across the gamut I don't care what what Avenue organization you're in you learn better when you're learning from other people the teacher can stand there and say all the things under the Sun but when you are able to collaborate with your peers about certain things that's taking place about a topic you learn a little more because your thinking might be stretched a little bit and somebody might enter some information that you didn't even think about. So if you have the desk three feet apart, then that usually means that you all have to be faced the same way and collaborating is minimized. Okay, so now you're trying to talk to or talk at because that's what it eventually turns into. Now you're talking at seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year olds. Okay, I don't know about you, 
but I'm pretty sure you as an adult uh, when y'all go to these meetings and you have to sit there and somebody's constantly talking once you get past about 15 minutes it's like oh this, this might they might want to wrap it up so there's yet another variable that you have to enter into the equation when it comes to trying to get these kids what they need so oh my gracious we can go down the list of this everybody's faced the same way three feet apart not much collaborating and you have to it goes both ways the teacher has to project their voice through a mask again I don't I don't know what everybody does I don't know you might be walking around and training for a half marathon with the mask on but if you have to project your voice that takes a lot of breath and energy through a mask by the time them first 25 30 minutes go by you almost exhausted so now we have to get back to the drawing board and say listen we're gonna have to figure out a way to structure these classrooms in order for us to make this thing work because me talking at not me but the teacher talking at the kids for so long is not going to work and as we go through the first quarter of the school year we're seeing that we're absolutely seeing that so that's one hurdle the other hurdle every week you have to worry about getting an email about somebody being in close contact with another student or another family member so now it's not even guaranteed that you're gonna have your class as a full class every day for a week some days you might be missing four and five kids at a time one class might be gone the entire class might be gone for a week or possibly even two because you have multiple students that might have even um, tested positive which is a possibility so now we're running into the situation of where's the consistency it's gonna be hard for you to be consistent when you're always looking at, at empty desk in a classroom but what's happening here is how we how do we catch these kids up if they're constantly out of class so you might be going you might have done two two full weeks of, of um, instruction different topics and within those two weeks which is ten days you might have missed nine kids so now you are again thinking about what does this teacher have to do to continue with the rest because of the for the students who've been in class and how do they continue to back up to keep going forward it's a constant process backwards forward backwards forward all while the powers that be uh, try to continue the school year as if the last 18 months didn't happen right yeah think about that for a second we know we went through a pandemic we know we missed the last quarter of one school year we know it was all virtual for a whole school year and now when the next school year comes the expectation is you keep going business as usual as if these kids haven't been out of school for for a year and a quarter 
how is this possible there is no coincidence that there is a teacher shortage not just in the state of North Carolina but all over the country it's not a coincidence that many superintendents and and all of they have to be super creative in trying to recruit teachers when everything in the world is telling them that nobody respects teachers no one no entity no matter what you say no matter oh we believe in you this is a partnership we are together in this the moment that somebody signs their name and steps into a building that's not what they feel for a whole year we're talking about we listening to all of these people on all various social media platforms oh I can't wait for school to start oh my teacher my child's teacher is gonna be this I'm not a teacher this is the parents talking now I'm not a teacher these kids need to be in school these teachers need to be paid more first day of school you go you drop the kids off it is back to how it was before teachers are being blamed for everything again Everybody's saying, um, show these kids some 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 patience and be kind to them. And what about the people that have to stand in front of the classrooms? What about them? This has to be two. It has to be a two-way street. It can't all be just in one direction. So now we're we're back at a, a place where the teachers are feeling the same way they did prior to the pandemic or the closures of the schools but it's multiplied because schools are short staffed so the teachers are asked to do way more than what they were asked to do you are still teaching through a pandemic so now you don't even know if you're going to be in school because you might mess around and get um, contract the, the, the virus and you might have to miss some days all of these different variables are now added to an already stressful situation and people are wondering why where why there are no teachers in the buildings it's no coincidence it's no coincidence I don't know a teacher anywhere that said oh yeah I'm about to be rich doing this I'm going to school to be rich to be a teacher I don't know one so what that means to me is these people know what they're walking into in terms of pay they know they're not going to be rich but they do it because of the love that they have for these kids and the understanding in, in that they want to make sure that these kids get what they need to be successful in life but when you snatch away all of those things that make somebody feel like they're important or their job matters or their opinion matters or what they do matters when you snatch that away you don't you, you're left with what in the, in the situation we're in now in a predicament in an emergency that's what this is a state of an emergency right now you go into to universities you don't have many students in the school of education because they are well astute to, to, to looking at social media and seeing all of the different things that's being talked about as in the teaching profession the legislators they do what they do like I said that's a story for another day 
I got something for that. But the question is, where do we go from here? How do we correct this wrong? How do we how do we get through this? We already know that this is a new normal right here. But how can we how can we improve the situation that we're in with the people that have to stand in front of the class, these principals who are under enormous pressure as well because again, their their jobs are contingent upon test scores. Period. Whether it be growth or proficiency, their jobs are are connected to that. So whether they want to be or not, they have the principals have to apply a little bit of pressure themselves because they're getting it from somebody else. And then they have to juggle it like, look, man, I don't want to ruffle too many of these feathers because just like everybody else, I'm short staffed too. I can't afford to lose anybody else. So all of these people are under the gun and the one person or the one the one level that's not really truly worried about any of it again are the kids. They're not worried. Some of them haven't been in school, of course, in two full school years. So if you're thinking, let's start early. If you're thinking about a second grader, the second grader may not have ever even been in school before. Or the last time they were in school was kindergarten. So if they were in school in kindergarten, and let's think if they might have struggled a little bit. You mean to tell me they struggled a little bit in kindergarten, had to go through the whole first grade virtual, and then expect to come to second grade ready? Come on, man. Or these freshmen in high school, ninth grade. Last time they were in school, seventh grade. Eighth grade all the way through virtual, and then now they're expected to, to perform well and be ready to rock and roll when they get to high school, which is a completely different beast in itself. My people, we got a long way to go in order for us to feel like if there's any light at the end of a tunnel. Because for me, it's hard for me to say that I see one. That might be a light, but it might be from a train. Now y'all know how I do, man. I'm just talking from the heart. We just having a conversation. But I got plenty more for you. If y'all got any questions or comments, man, make sure y'all let me know. And as always, peace.